Hello and welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. My name is Dave Ahrens and I'm the founder and CEO of Unbundled Attorney. In this podcast, we interview our Unbundled Attorneys as well as the leading experts in the industry to identify the best practices for converting leads into paying clients and how to ethically and profitably deliver unbundled legal services and other affordable options in your practice. To learn more about how our exclusive Unbundled Leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. All right, welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. Again, we are very excited to do this as a video podcast. So if you're listening to this on the on your podcast app on your phone, you're also welcome to join us on YouTube on the Unbundled Attorney YouTube channel and watch the full interview. Um, today we're going to be uh, having an interview with a man, Artie Pirnia from Los Angeles County and uh, John Ibrahim from Riverside and Orange County, right? Yes, indeed. So uh, both of these gentlemen we've worked with for a very long time and uh, just excited to have this opportunity to meet them in person and uh, to talk about the saga of their massive growth and, and also just the way that they've been really creative in the way they're working with clients and, and servant folks. So really glad you guys were able to take the time and really glad to be here in person with you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So a good place to start. I mean, for those that don't know yet, just give a brief background on how you guys got the start in practice of law and, you know, and maybe why you focus in on the areas of law you do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm Artie Pernia. Um, I basically used to once upon a time want to be an actor, a director, and I was in film school. And uh, after a, a few tryouts and, and auditions, uh, I realized that maybe I'd better make some secure money before I get into a uh, film. So I decided uh, the closest thing to it uh, was to be an attorney and to be in court and to be in front of judges. And so I eventually got to law school. I went to Pepperdine. And uh, when I graduated, I started working for a, a medium-sized firm who did a, all civil litigation, mainly personal injury, um, asbestos, different torts, wrongful death. And uh, I learned everything I could, and after a few years, I decided to go out on my own. And uh, I found that uh, personal injury was not uh, two things that I wanted. One, it wasn't very fulfilling uh, in terms of feeling like I'm, you know, really helping my clients in the sense of giving back, in the sense that uh, creating a bond, in the sense that we even communicate very much. A personal injury case can be done in five to ten hours with very little communication, or even you can do it remotely without meeting a client ever. So, uh, long story short, one day I'm uh, driving on the old 110 freeway, and I got a call from Graham Scott from Unbound Attorney, and uh, we just really had a bromance and and hit it off uh, immediately. And I, but but really, what I felt was he had a passion for for whatever he was doing, which was uh, sourcing leads. Um, and I had a passion for what I was doing, which was uh, in the legal field. And he said, why don't you try out um, a couple family cases? And I literally uh, said, why not? The, the, the fee was reasonable for the leads. I thought it was, had a lot of value if it worked. And I had no idea. And uh, eventually, um, now we're sitting here in my office in Beverly Hills. And uh, I have about 300 active clients, um, civil and different kinds of uh, area. But... Um, uh, I've, I've had over a thousand unbundled attorney leads and and uh, it's really grown my practice into a full-fledged family and civil litigation firm. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my name is John Ibrahim uh, and uh, I went to UCLA for law, for undergrad and then NYU for law school. 
at first, <clears throat> I, when I went to law school, I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to uh, practice in law. And so, so when, initially when I got out, I thought maybe I wanted to go into the entertainment legal field. Uh, when I got out, I interned over at Miramax that worked over in the uh, legal department. And then I got a opportunity to do a business overseas and uh, was doing that. I left the legal field completely and did that business and that was over in Turkey for a while. Okay. Uh, did that, it was a little, it was very interesting. Is that, uh, are you think, is that your family connected to that? No, it, it wasn't family, it's just some, uh, I had some friends that uh, from here and uh, it, we, we just said, hey, let's try this out, see, mm -hmm. see how it worked. It, it was a, a good learning experience, it didn't go too well. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but the one thing that it did do is it led me to the firm that I was with uh, and uh, then I just started practicing family law. And I actually had a deep passion for family law because uh, what I enjoyed about it was dealing with the clients, uh, seeing what it was that they had problems with and helping them with those problems. I actually felt like I could actually do something with their lives. And it actually gave me perspective as well because when I would go home at night, you know, the smallest things was not so uh, bothersome anymore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I finally got... Yeah, exactly. It does give you complete perspective. And then uh, just like with Artie, spoke with Grandma one day. <laughs> my life get you. Yeah, and my life, life changed. Will never life changed. Be. And <laughs> he uh, he told me try it out, see see if I like it. And I said okay. And then got my sister in it, got my brother-in-law, and now here I am making crazy moves. And, crazy uh, moves. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it's great. Well, one of the things that I appreciate about both you guys is that uh, there are many practices of the law where you can make a lot of money. Anyone can, right? Personal injury being yeah. one of them, right? It's like, you know, it's big settlements and you get percentage and so forth. Um, but the same thing brought you both to family law, and that is that you wanted to serve and you wanted to have something that you could have fulfillment and feel good about um, contribution. And I think that's one of the things that. You know, I find really unique about both of you. Here we are in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills, and everyone has this perception that like Beverly Hills attorneys like are you know big shots and you know aren't necessarily look out for the for the common you know they're they're the white shoe guys, right? Yeah. But here you guys are doing really well, um, but also serving just the average folks, you know, blue collar workers, you know, people working paycheck to paycheck, just like anyone else. Um, yet here we are in Los Angeles, right? So what is it about um, working with folks in in you know, either whether it be the unbundled services or the ways in which you've worked with them um, that you enjoy the most, or what is it that, uh, you know, that why was it that you've kind of embraced this model uh, so openly, um, given I, the environment? I, you know, well, to also to just go off what you just said, you know, I, the first thing that really uh, made me angry after uh, getting out of law school and specifically with family law was I realized that in this county and this state, you literally cannot get family law quality legal help uh, if you don't have three to five thousand dollars to put down as a retainer. You can go and Google and if you don't, you know, hit the unbundled uh, amazing SEO work, but if you go Google, you know, LA family attorney, I can guarantee that nine out of ten won't even speak to you without saying come to the office, give us three thirty five hundred and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like it was right because uh, a lot of people can afford to pay that, 
but the idea of a retainer is not a concept that every person in every walk of life either has dealt with or understands. And yep. for some people, $3,000 is all they have in an account. And so to say, hey, come here, give me this, and then I'll tell you what I can do for you is not a good business model. It's not a good business practice, and it wasn't fair. So when I heard about this unbundled concept, some, like this, this light went off in my head where I said, hey, if I know what I can do for someone, and I can get them started for $500 or $1,000, and then I can prove my worth to them, I know that they'll be able to come up with the money to eventually pay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, some will not pay down the line. Some will pay a lot more than you think, but yeah. it all evens out in the long run. And so I think a lot of attorneys that have this uh, mentality where, oh, unbundled services won't make money, um, they're not thinking big picture. If you're, you're never going to be the type of, uh, you know, successful and respected firm that one wants to be if you're pinching pennies and in the sense of what you're collecting. It's not yeah. just what you're putting out. I think that's the biggest thing is just to piggyback of Artie is that access. And that's what Unbundled does. It provides access to those that wouldn't be able to uh, by allowing them to give that little bit first to start off and then all of a sudden they're in. They, yeah. they need that, they need the legal help to get into the court to give themselves a fighting chance. Because normally they're going in pro per. They're gonna have to go in by themselves. I can't tell you how many clients call me and they say, the other side had an attorney and that's why I lost. Yeah. And, I, and I, I need to go in or I need to get some papers done. Can you help me please? I need some legal help. And even if it's just for one portion of their case, Yep. Even if it's for the entire case. The fact for them is that you do one part, they like it, well, hey, guess what? They're going to want you to continue. Yes. And um, not just that, but the unbundled, the whole idea of the unbundled service is it brings so much to the table as far as volume. Uh -huh. Because you have so many clients that instead of counting for that one large golden goose yeah. during the month or during the year. You just get little bits. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden, it, it adds up to a lot more than you expect. Yeah. There, there's a key word that I have my office and my staff and everyone always thinking about, which is monetize, monetize, monetize. Every lean, uh, every lead, look at it and say, what does this person want? What do they need? And how can we monetize on it that in a way that's fair but also worth it for us. Yeah. And so a lot of people will say, oh, this guy, he has a divorce with custody, with alimony, with a restraining order, and he can only afford to pay $1,000. We can't take this. It's, it's ridiculous. But if you break it down... They, can, they can't see. The they can't, right. So that. if you break it down, one thing that you can't offer him with his $1,000, when you say, hey, what can you afford? We can help you out. It's like, I got $1,000. Hey, you have a hearing. That's really important. Go to the self-help center, mm -hmm. have them help file all the documents and responses that are necessary. Call me, tell me when your hearing is, and for $1,000, I will prepare. I will be on top of all the documents you filed. I'll look them over, I'll make sure they look good, mm -hmm. and I'll be there at the hearing with you. Yeah. And then it's the second word that's really important to me, which is value. Uh -huh. for, for young guys, especially like us starting, I see value in $1,000 that's only two or three hours of work for me. Right. Maybe yeah. it's not $400 an hour, but 
we're, we're still making a high hourly rate and we're helping a guy out who after this hearing, when we you know, knock it out of the park for him, anything he needs down the line, he's going to call us. And not just for me, it's for his uncle, his dog, his cousin, whoever it might be, whoever needs help. He's going to say, hey, this guy stepped in for me when I had nothing to offer really and he helped me out. And that's marketing, that's advertising, and you're getting paid for it all in one. Right. Yeah, and I think that's the benefit. So like, and that's what Unbundled Services, uh, that's what you guys bring. That you bring the, the ad advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also, with the, with the lead, like for example, today, uh, I had somebody <laughs> contact me from uh, December 29th. Uh-huh. Okay, so I spoke with her December 29th. And then she contacted me back today, and then she said, you know what, I need you for an ex-party hearing, uh, an emergency hearing that came up, and I need you on April 20th. Uh-huh. I need you in a month. Can you do that for me? I'm going to do the papers. And, and uh, can, can you do that for me? I said, absolutely Using no problem. Or... Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'd love to do. I, yeah. You know, just do the paperwork, send it mm-hmm. to me, I'll prepare, I'll get, your, get you ready, and I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. And, and, and there it is. You get... Uh, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred, whatever for uh, for the hearing, right? And it's great. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's it's funny because like I think a lot of attorneys they they think of the retainer because it's a big number, right? And they mm-hmm. go, oh, ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, really. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's just a representation of work over time. Mm-hmm. They're just getting it all paid up front, and also it's like uh, it's almost like an announcement of to the client, like I don't trust you. Right, because why do they need the money up front? Oh, right. well, because I think I'm not going to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. And there are circumstances, obviously, when uh, if they have a deadline or some things mm-hmm. like that, where maybe you can't provide a ton of services or can't space things out. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of the cases, you know, doing things one phase at a time, mm-hmm. uh, the hourly rate roughly still the same, right? Mm-hmm. As far as the time you're putting in, mm-hmm. the effect of hourly rate could actually be better if mm-hmm. it's a flat rate. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like. Uh, like it's like a fly to honey, ooh, it's a big number. Mm-hmm. So therefore I wanna go for the big number. When in reality, if you just break down each individual segment, you might only be billing $500 segments or 1,000, 1,500 like in each phase, but at the end of the day, it's the same amount, it's just not yeah. a, a big shiny object up front. Sure. And it's just an old, it feels like it's a, kind of an old story or an old, old paradigm that everyone tries to go for the big up front, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that for me, it's, I prefer a flat fee. I, I, I prefer get multiple flat fees, small flat fees, and get that of high volume. Uh-huh. And then that ends up actually ending up to be better than the hourly rate fee. And when you're talking about flat fees, do you do it like one task at a time? So yeah, one I'll, segment I'll at do a time? it like, for example, if I'll do like, uh, let's, say, uh, let's say one appearance. Uh-huh. I'll say, hey, let, you know, I'll do fifteen hundred for the appearance, and you know, even just to make it even more enticing, just put give me half now, half before, half at the time of the hearing. Right. And at that point, they're like, so I have to give only seven fifty now, and then, hey, I'll, I like that, I can do that, and then you know, if the hearing's like in a month, yeah, that gives you breathing room to uh, to get that next seven fifty. That's right. And that works. They they love that. Yeah. Well, ninety eight out of hundred lawyers would never offer that. Exactly. In the region, right? Which is a shame. They should I know, be, because right? the next day, hey, guess what? Guess what? Another lead comes with the same thing. And if you're doing that every single day, seven days a week, you're making more than a partner at a firm, at a large firm. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a client who his case is closed, and 
he couldn't come up with what he needed to by the time it closed. But we built such a relationship and I trusted him that he's literally still depositing $200 every two weeks into my account. And if you read the review that he left, um, if you Google the, the website or, or the reviews, you, you could, it'll literally bring tears to your eyes. And that, for me, I would have done for free for that review because now at this point when I unbundle attorney clients call me, I tell them what I can do, I hear out what they have to say, and I'm like, listen, this is the best I could charge you. I promise you that I'm not trying to make money on you. Just Google the name and go look at the reviews for all the unbundled attorney clients, and it'll say enough. Yeah. And every single one of them says, I already did. That's why I'm calling you. Cool. Okay, so, so the flat fees, we're talking about breaking things up into segments. I think this is something we've talked about before with a couple of lawyers, but it's really important, I think, that you start to look at how each phase of a case can unfold mm -hmm. and how each phase can be done as an individual unbundled segment, whether it be a limited appearance, like you described, or you know, if they need to respond to a petition, like that can be done as a flat rate, right? Mm -hmm. Or, because I think a lot of attorneys, when they think of flat rates, they go, okay, contested divorce case, I can charge 10,000 as a flat rate, and I know it's probably not gonna last that long, so I'm gonna do, but then it's a loss leader, right? Like some, mm -hmm. sometimes they lose, sometimes they win, because it's a big gamble, right? It's mm -hmm. a big number of doing a flat rate. Whereas when you start to break it up into tasks, you know, your account receivables disappear, because you're getting work right. done as it's getting done, it's a pay-as-you-go, right? <clears throat> so can you guys help maybe just uh, draw that distinction so that we don't confuse you know like the big the whole case flat rate versus doing unbundled limited scope work one phase at a time mm -hmm. and how that how that looks different I think um, are we talking about family law specifically sure yeah. so for example and for, it does apply in immigration and some other areas it can, of law it can, as well, it, it can, you know really it can apply in every area of the law which is yeah. what's amazing um, and so you know the majority of my practice uh, was personal injury. Now with family law, it's probably about 70-30, but still 70% is civil litigation. And I've started to adopt these unbundled principles into different parts of civil litigation as well. But for family law, for example, if you take that, appearance at the hearing is very, very important in family law. It's almost as important as responding to the documents and mm -hmm. the filing. Yep. And even more so, it's... Uh, if you're filing, if you're the initial person filing for family law, that's a whole nother ball game too. So there's kind of like three tiers. So the best case scenario is where someone, you say, okay, here's how much I'm gonna charge you for the appearance. Here's how much I'll charge for filing the actual documents to get the appearance. Yep. Or am I charging them to respond and there's already hearing on calendar. So those are three different tiered prices because they're all three different types of work. Right. And when you break that down for a client and you give them options, yeah. they're much more likely to at least do one, if not all three. Yes. And so the beautiful part of that formula as well is after the hearing in family law, 90% of the time in any litigation, there's going to be another hearing and the judge is asking you for something else to be filed yep. for the next hearing. Yep. At that point, I can tell you honestly that I've literally never had one unbundled client not continue to have me retained. Yes. And they will come up with the money because they, they're they happy with what they're getting. And they know that if they hadn't, by the grace of Graham Scott and Dave Aarons and the unbundled <laughs> team, Googled and somehow found us, yeah. They and, and a lot of them have been turned away. Yes. You know, because unbundled doesn't exist. 
uh, in the mentality of a lot of older attorneys. And I'll say yeah. one more thing. Um, I, I think this is a concept that a younger generation of attorneys is embracing. And what's beautiful about this company and what we're doing is we're young people who ha have a passion to give back and it's not all about the money. And that mentality and concept is lost in the older generation because they're, it's, it's, it's a generation of retainers. That's how yeah. they think. And they can't uh, get with the times, in a sense. They can't look past it. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know many people who graduate anymore and want to do family law. So there's also almost a void in the marketplace for this. I mean, I can tell you, I already know John and I have too many leads. Yeah. You know, I want, we want more people to jump in and, and, and that shows you what a void there is and what a demand there is for what, we're, what you guys are giving us and what we're providing. Right. Yeah, and I think like, just to uh, kind of, again, piggyback off what I already said, you know, for me, what I do, like if somebody comes in and says, hey, I'd like to do, you know, a custody modification, how, how much are you gonna charge me? Because, you know, they always come up, bottom line, how much are you charging me? Yeah. You know? Especially in LA, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, especially in Riverside and Sanborn, that's like, they need to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so like I, I, will, I will tell them, well, look, you can have one of three ways. I can do it for you one of three ways. Either I can do the paperwork for you and you can go attend the hearing. Okay? Or number two, option two, uh, you can do the paperwork and I'll attend the hearing. Okay? Right. Or option three, I'll do all of the above. Right. And the budget is kind of obviously different for each one. It depends on your budget. Right. And so they say, okay, well, how much? And I said, well, 1500 for the first, 1500 for the second. And if you want to, me to do all of the above right now, 2800 uh -huh. So I'll give them, a, like, you know, a little bit of a discount to do all of it right now. But I said, if you want to try me out on the, the paperwork first, 1500 Uh-huh. And, you know, that, that see, what, what, what I've really realized also is really crucial in, in taking these calls is you're, in that two to five minutes, you need to be a fact finder. Yeah. You know, you need to, you can't, you can't just take the call like, hey, what's up, what do you need? You need, I, I always, I, it's unbelievable to me how many attorneys don't ask this. The first thing that you need to know about this person, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, anyone can sound any way on the phone. Like I was telling uh, you guys earlier before we're on camera, I won't say the name of the client, but I got a call from a guy who sounded really destitute. He sounded like a drug addict, really. And, uh, and, and he was like, you know, my, my, my baby mama, uh, she won't pay enough. I need to get child support. I take care of the kid. And I said, God, this guy could probably going to pay me $10 an hour. And he turned out uh, eventually to be someone who's married to a, I'd say, B-list celebrity uh, who eventually is probably going to get us attorney's fees of in ten dollars to $20,000 range. Right. So I messed up and didn't ask him, you know, who is this person that you're, you know, if I would have just said, so who is this mother of your child? What does she do? And he would have said, oh, she's a celebrity. I would have charged him way differently than I did before the fact, thinking this guy doesn't have anything. I charged him $500 for that first hearing. Imagine right. I roll up in there and oh, I yeah. see a team of 12 lawyers on the other side. Yeah. And so that's so well, crucial. you would have to charge more given what the firepower is coming at of you. Of course. Right? And, he would have, yeah, and, he would have, and he could have paid it and he would have accepted it. He happened yeah. to be a DJ in yeah. Bungalow, the best club, uh, uh, one of these clubs in LA. But so anyway, the long, you know, the, the, I think that 
you know, fact finding in the first five minutes is really important too because you need to, you're a salesman too, you know, you're Graham Scott 2.0. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to say, what can this person afford and what's not going to scare them off? Yeah. Right. You, know? you got to essentially at the, at the end of the day, you are a salesman. You got to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to sell the service. And in that fact finding, I usually myself, I, I ask to kind of find out the situation. I ask, what does the other side do? Uh-huh. You know, as far as work. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll tell me, okay, what do you do? Uh-huh. And then this way, I'll kind of have an idea kind of where I am socioeconomically. Right. Because if I'm at that point, if I'm saying, okay, yeah, char- I'm going to charge you 2000 for the, you know, that, at that point, that might not work. But at that point, if they, you know, if they're a lower level socioeconomically, okay, 500 bucks or something, well, hey, guess what? That might work. Uh-huh. Yes. And like you, many of you have said, um, the, the big hurdle that a lot of people have to overcome is the big upfront retainer, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they get started with something less, 500000 something can fit in their budget that isn't being offered by anyone else, they can get an opportunity to start working with the two of you, mm-hmm. right? And start working for either one of you. And get an experience of what it is that, that you're able to provide for them experientially, right? Such that they know, man, there's no way I could have handled any of this myself. And then they will transition to additional services from there. Right, and so a lot of I think there's a misconception because unbundled service, oh that specific service is 500, that specific service is a thousand, right? And so lawyers will look at it and go, you know I can't make a living making 500 dollars, I can't make a living versus a thousand because they only see that like front end money, right? Because so again it's the same front end, the front end is lower, the retainer is lower, so it means less. When in reality the average client value, I would guess of a lot of the clients is probably pretty similar, right? But you're getting maybe three times as many clients actually retaining you because the starting point is less, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, so they're, they're maybe paying the 500 to start or 1,000, but then they're transitioning for additional services, and so you're, you're getting the 500 again and 1,000 again and 1,000 again. And that's what I think a lot of you know, attorneys don't see. Do you guys found that to be true, that they start with the one and then they just continue with more services? Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I have a client, or I have a client that it started out as a uh, attending a hearing. And she liked the work I did so much, it turned into a full-blown representation divorce. And uh, now, now it's a situation, I mean, the divorce at this point in time, it, the representation went well over 30K, and it's still going. You know, it's, But you would say, but how much did you charge for that first initial retain, uh, uh, A thousand bucks. A thousand bucks, right? So a lawyer would say, I can't make money making a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, mm-hmm. it's not going to work, right? This yeah. unbundled thing, it's second rate, it's still plastic. Right. So um, this is part of you know what I, what I share with you guys. I really want to, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys coming here to to dispel some of these myths. Yeah. Uh, because the marketplace is not the same as it was even fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, forty years ago we had one percent of people representing themselves in court. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's about 67 to about 70 percent, wow. depending on the court. California courts, it's divorce court, right? 70 percent mm-hmm. have at least one self-represented mm-hmm. litigant in every single case. Fifty uh, percent across the country, at least one self-represented litigant. That's just in the last 15, 20 years, 30 years. That trend has completely shifted. There's a lot of reasons for that, but there's just an, an army of people mm-hmm. that would love to be able to have the opportunity to work with attorneys. And so it, it's just, it seems like if, if we could just dispel the myth that somehow by working with these folks 
that they do have the resources to invest for at least a little bit of service, mm-hmm. right? And that you can actually make a really great living doing that. Uh, perhaps you wouldn't have so many attorneys uh, reluctant to provide on legal services to their clients. Well, yeah, but and the thing is that it, especially attorneys who do more than one practice area, you know, it's hard enough. There's so many attorneys in the country. Uh, every county is saturated. Everyone's competing against each other. And yet there's so many people that don't have attorneys. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's like if you do this one thing, even if you're discounting yourself or cutting your rate, these people will be loyal to you forever because you're helping them when they didn't even expect they could get an attorney, yeah. much less someone who has a Beverly Hills office or who's in Orange County or in San Bernardino and Riverside. All these people, they didn't think they'd ever be able to get a quality attorney for what they could afford. Yeah. And when they do, they're loyal to you for life and the referral fees is also something that all attorneys, all you people there, referral fees are a big business. Mm-hmm. And some attorneys are just lazy. They don't want to investigate what does this person need? They just get their credit on the site yep. uh, and they move on. Yep. But hey, find a network, find one attorney for each area that you keep seeing come up. That's right. Children's mm-hmm. court, immigration, bankruptcy, probate, whatever it might be. And you can get a nice referral fee that's still 10 times what you're paying for this lead. So, I mean, I'm considering hiring someone full time just to sit there on these unbundled leads that doesn't fall within our jurisdiction or within our practice area to see, hey, can we find a way to to monetize this into a referral fee? And you know, if you refer, you know, for example, I had one case that was a probate case and uh, it's a guy who, who, who called it. He said, I got seven brothers and sisters in Oklahoma and our daddy left us an oil well. <laughs> <laughs> and he's deceased. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I said, I don't know, but I'll call you back. And, uh, you know, I tried my best. To, I mean, Oklahoma's is such a disaster statutorily with this stuff, but... Uh, you know, if we could have found a way to monetize on that, the referral fee on that, even if it's 10%, could yeah. have been 100K. Oh, I mean, yeah, easy. You know, so that's, that's th- there's so many ways to make money. The last thing attorneys in America should be worried about is, is making money. If you find a way that you have someone who can do this really good grassroots advertising, it's a steal. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, think, I, I agree. I think that's what, that's what Unbundled does. It's the... It, allows that well-oiled machine yeah. to begin. And, yeah. and as long as you know how to approach it, and and if, I mean, I talked with Graham about this too before, like I'll get these probate cases and I can't do anything about it, and it really hurts that yeah, I have to uh-huh. like give it away. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can't do this, not my jurisdiction, yeah. I mean, not my uh, service Especially area. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, it hurts, but, but I mean, Artie's right. That's you, you can make a lot. You could probably make even more money sometime than what you're practicing, what you're doing on the yeah. referrals. But in order to give and have the opportunity to do that, you have yeah. to give the people the opportunity to work with you. Yeah, and not turn them away yep. from the very first phone call. Yeah, because you you're you requiring something that is something that you know five thousand that most people can't afford. They, so it's almost like you need. Um, they're not taking into consideration the long-term value of each relationship, yes. right? 
They're not taking a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you've talked briefly about the kind of referrals that you get, not only referring them for other types of matters, Mm -hmm. but the referrals that they give you to their friends and family and their neighbors and so forth, Mm -hmm. that, hey man, this was the guy that was willing to do this to start for me for this amount and like really made the difference for me. That's like a whole nother income stream, right? Yeah, I I told this, Story on what, what number podcast are you on now? 50? 50, 50, 50 51. This is 51? Okay. Yeah, exactly. I was number eight. And back then I told this story where uh, my first ever family law client, and he, 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 I always advertise him so I can say his name. His name is Jesse Vasquez. Um, he called me and he said, and this is before you were in the picture to do these uh, San Bernardino Riverside leads. And he said, I have a custody case in Riverside County. And I haven't seen my daughter in a year, and I love her so much, and I don't know what to do, and I don't have enough money, but I can pay you $500. I have this modification here, and can you come for me? Mm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to come for you. We kind of hit it off on the phone. I came uh, to Indio mm. uh, Courthouse, which I found out later. Uh, spent $100 <laughs> on gas. <laughs> spent $200 at the Marriott in Palm Springs to stay there. <laughs> By the time I got there, I spent $500. But anyway, long story short, the judge was just disgusted with his ex and gave him uh, 50-50 custody. And we're hugging, and uh, his, his, his little girl was there in the, in the parking lot, and she hugged my leg. And it was just such an amazing moment for me, and I was so happy. And that's kind of what got me started with Don Bundle. But a year later, he calls me. He goes, already. I need you again. I said, what happened? She's not letting you see her. He's like, no, my brother broke his back in an accident getting run off the road by a truck. Do you know what to do? I said, Jesse, you tell your brother not to move. I'm calling him right now because this is my specialty. Uh-huh. And that case ended up settling for six figures on a 40% contingency fee. That's right. And so that, that good deed that I did on my first unbundled attorney lead led to representation of his brother for a case against a big company that led to a six-figure settlement where I made in that how much I've spent on my unbundled attorney leads in two years. Yeah, that was your first lead? That was my first lead ever. You can't make that stuff up. I know, you just, I know, you just can't make it up. It's real. That was like Charles <laughs> Lee, the actress. He's like, is this supposed to be real? Yeah, an you know, and uh, the, the Vasquez brothers are my dear friends now, you know, we, we hang out. Uh, <laughs> They, they, they come to my events sometimes if I have a law event and they speak and, and, and you know, this stuff means something to people, you know, and it means something to me that, um, you know, this family trusts me, relies on me because I was there in a low point where uh, they had such a, you know, he had such a bond with his daughter that I saw with my own eyes, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, I still get like worked up about it because I, I really... Uh, I really saw in that moment that this is something that uh, you can't get from all avenues of the law. Yeah. And if if your practice will only become more successful when you do good deeds like this, yeah. when you do things and you don't expect anything back, <clears throat> you it comes back tenfold. It's a secret of the universe, and you guys have learned it at such a young age by creating this company. And, you know, we had it in us, too, that it's just such a good synergy, yeah. you know, and Absolutely. that's the key. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real just honor to hear some of the stories that come out uh, from just the connections you, and the services you guys are offering. It's one of the things that we're really committed to is 
getting to be personally in touch mm -hmm. with the impact and sharing the stories because there's so many people out there that have no idea that I'm only services are available. And yeah, mm -hmm. we've got great ACO. Yeah, we generate a lot of clients, but there's such a huge, massive potential for uh, attorneys like yourself to be able to serve people, mm -hmm. to make great resources, uh, do very well financially doing that, and to also to to rid the this country of the need to have people going unrepresented mm -hmm. um, that don't want to be right or going without yeah. the assistance they need. Yeah, because yes. I, I find myself, you know, a lot of times going into court and the line for self help and whatnot that 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 is just it's out the door and there are people. Looking at the, the looking at the forms and they're scratching their head, yeah. and you know, just the other day I was in I was in court, I just filed some forms, and I as I was walking out, uh, I had to uh, put my put my uh, briefcase down, and then as I was uh, grab you know going through a couple of items in my in my folder, uh, the guy looks over to me and says, "Are you an attorney?" And I, I said, "Yeah," and he's like, "Can I get your card?" <laughs> I was like, sure. Uh, how, how can I help you? And and he's like, I, I was. Uh, I'm looking at this and I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. How do they expect me to fill this out? Yeah. And I was like, give me a call. I'd be happy to help you. Sure. And uh, turn into a client. Yeah. Right there. And because most of the time, you know, they don't understand how to get through the process, and that's a big problem, and that puts them at a disadvantage. And it's a lot of times economically they just they feel that they can't get, you know, can't get the attorney. Right. And number one, and number two, it's a lot of it's ignorance too, because you know they can't find out, you know, or navigate through the web or something of that nature to find somebody. Yes. And you know, it's a lot of ego within the legal field too. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a big, a big deal. The, a lot sure. of attorneys will say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to charge thousand mm -hmm. dollars for a retainer. I'm, a, I have to charge five thousand dollars. I've been in the legal profession for so long so I'm you know. a certified family law yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. does that even mean yeah you know well, and you so took the bar again. I, I, I'm not going to uh, I, you know I'm not going to take your case and so then all of a sudden what happens all these people just get pushed to the side and I think Graham you know the dispelling the notion uh, Dave I'm sorry Dave, I'm yeah. looking at Graham stop looking at me. Um, <laughs> no but you, you dispelling the notion of the that unbundled won't make money and for attorneys it's also the notion that needs to be dispelled is for the ordinary folks in america who think that they can't get an attorney without yeah. three or five thousand dollars that's right they that i mean right. so so many people are afraid to even type in attorney because they think that it doesn't exist so i think you're right that it's it's a it's a i mean it's a real big task ahead of you guys that to, to dispel that notion because it's not just the people in our field, but it's the the public that doesn't know about it as much yet. Yeah, well, this yeah. is why we're doing this, right? As is, is to have these conversations and to, you know, like get new information out there, yeah. get new perspectives, share the facts, like what's really going on, right? Yeah. And then also, we'd love to get to know some of the clients you guys are serving and share their stories yeah. and bring that into the public eye because it really isn't known that there is a way, there is another way you can retain an attorney and still mm -hmm. get the help you need mm -hmm. and get through the process and not be you know, completely confused about mm -hmm. what to do. Right. I mean, I, I remember that like uh, first time I talked with Graham, it was like, I think it was in September, maybe late August. And, uh, and then the unbundled services started. Uh, first I did Riverside before, 
including San Bernardino. But Labor Day hit, and my wife and my kids, we all went to uh, San Diego for uh -huh. Labor Day. That whole weekend, I was on the phone. It was <laughs> just hitting, yeah. hitting, yeah. hitting, hitting. Like, and my wife was like, wow, I mean, like, business is so good for you. And I was like, yeah, I, 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 I was shocked myself because it was just within the first couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, I had, like, brand new clients within days. Yeah. Yeah, those holidays. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, like, within days, I had more clients than I did within months. Yeah. It was if amazing. You, if you go in my iPhone and you put search and you put UA, uh -huh. it's half my phone book. I mean, at this point, it's, um, it's crazy. I've realized I have to get another phone now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, we're happy to hear that because that just means a lot of people are getting help. So yeah. I'm really stoked on that. And... Uh, and I appreciate the fact that it's it's just worked well. It's worked so well. We've definitely been doing this for a really long time, mm -hmm. um, over a decade myself, almost my entire adult life. So uh, I appreciate the fact that it's really paying off, and that yeah. more people are finding out, more people yeah. are seeing our you know the ads, more people mm -hmm. are getting connected with attorneys like yourself that offer these options. Mm -hmm. And hopefully through these podcasts, we're going to have a lot more lawyers mm -hmm. start to rethink how it is they're working with the clients in their practice and start to be more creative and, mm -hmm. and find these ways to to work with people that you know, seriously need the services. And, and, you know, another thing I encourage all you people out there is uh, sometimes you find yourself busy and a client gets on the line and they have a quick question. And you already know once they get to what they're asking that you can't do anything for them. Um, so I had this one guy call me and he said, hey, uh, I'm in, uh, uh, in Herndon, Nevada, uh -huh. uh, Herndon County. Um, and uh, I have, is it a county? I don't know. But he, he was in, Her, in Herndon and he said to me, uh, I have an appearance here, so-and-so. Um, can you help me? I'm like, listen, unfortunately, I'm not licensed uh, to, to uh, go to court in Nevada, so I can't really do anything for you. He said, hey, do you know anyone? I said, no, I don't know anyone. He said, hey, can I just ask you one question? I said, sure. He said, can my child's grandmother, my mother, have rights uh, to see... Um, I, I'll fill out all the papers. I just want to know the answer to that question. He's like, I've called 17 lawyers in Nevada. Not one of them will just answer that question for me. Yeah. And I said, yes, grandparents in certain circumstances can have the rights to mm -hmm. visitation. Uh -huh. That wasn't legal advice, by the way. But and he said, you know attorney. what? He said, you know what? Thank you so much. Why don't you give me your number in case I ever know anyone that needs an attorney? And sure enough, last month, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, it's your guy in Herndon. Uh, my friend got into a uh, got bit by a dog uh, walking yeah. to Venice Beach." Gosh. And <laughs> you know, it's so I, you know, you, even if you can't help the person, just on that five minutes, you can make such an impression that it can turn into a lead. Yeah. You know. Yep. So there's no one to turn away with these leads. It's business. It's marketing. I mean, you're getting so much for what you're paying so little for. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, that's very true. I, I always, my favorite quote is from Henry Ford. And what Henry Ford is, if I had a product that was worth $100, I would spend $1 on the product and $99 on the marketing. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And yeah. lo and behold, there's where Ford is. Yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, it just reminds me so much of probably what I would think is one of the most under-listened to podcast interviews we've done, which was with Brian Piccarello. 
And they, they, the title is something like um, Empathetic Listening, mm-hmm. um, Experienced Social Worker Becomes a Practicing Attorney, mm-hmm. Empathetic Listening, mm-hmm. and the long-term value, mm-hmm. the actual long-term value of each client, something like that. We'll link it in the show notes so you guys can, can see that episode or listen to that episode. Um, but one of the things that's unique about Brian is he's like a numbers guy. He's, right. like, he's self-proclaimed numbers geek. Right. Like, I'm a numbers geek is what he said. Um, and he's been tracking every single lead wow. since the day he started with us like three years ago. I really wish I'd been doing that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's got like spreadsheets yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the numbers. Yeah, my, wife's like, trying to, my wife's telling me to do that and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> if you're not I'm a numbers not guy, a numbers you're going to hire a numbers guy. guy. My, my you're going to start, yeah. give up within three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need to hire it because yeah. I'm the same way too. Like I, I have to have a CPA or someone else yeah. that runs yeah. our numbers exactly. and analyzes our account, and our, even in our company too. Because uh, it's just not a good use of our minds, right? Because we work differently, right? Um, but he was just like, dude, like each one of these clients, the amount of referral business that I've gotten just from each lead, just because I cert, um, just because I talk to them or help them, you know, a lot of times I help them. He says, now that I know what those numbers are, every single person I talk to, I put in like a bunch of time of even, even if they have zero case, right? And he, because he knows that by doing right by each individual he talks to. And making sure that they walk away more informed and and like in a better position to do what they need to do, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, trying to get a referral, trying mm-hmm. to help them wherever they can. Those people are going to refer cases, and and obviously in the future turn into a lot of different things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's understanding that long term value, it's seeing these people as long term relationships, mm-hmm. right? And looking at it from the, that perspective. And that's that's the one thing that when I when I first take the call, I make sure to give that person the time that they deserve. Yeah. And uh, usually the people that do, I do talk to, uh, they always have a backstory behind it. And they want to tell you that backstory. Yeah. Uh-huh. They want to tell you why they're in that position. They want to tell you why that now that they're in the position that is, is pretty much a low point in their life. Yeah. And uh, see if what you can do to help them out of that low point. And so I give them that time and make sure to respect that. Yeah, because they deserve respect. Minutes, right? they, they deserve that respect. And generally, they appreciate that. Mm-hmm. They generally appreciate that. Yeah. Just be, like, like you said, just being willing to answer a couple of questions and yeah. make a difference, can make a big difference. For I, I, have an, I have an idea for a new podcast, by the way, in the future. When we, we, we tape all of our leads when we call, because what I do is whenever I finish and we're about to hang up, I put it on mute and I listen because a lot of people don't hang up right away. And their reactions are the best part. It's like, praise the Lord, I found a, I found a lawyer. <laughs> oh my God, that guy was great. You know, or like, and, and so it's like, you really see what, what you're doing for people because when they, when they first make that call, it's not, you know, half the time these leads, they call us. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. And they're like, hello? I'm like, hello? <laughs> is this a lawyer? <laughs> Why, yes it is. Is this the lawyer Artie? I'm like, this is Artie. She's like, it's you? I'm like, it's me. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're shocked. And I can just like get a call from a lawyer right away. And they're like, like I'm talking to you? I'm like, yes, go ahead. She's like, consultation right now? I'm like, right now, tell me what you need. Mm. Oh my God, I found a look, you know, so like, it, and it just being nice, being kind, it goes such a long way, you know? The, the SEO work that you guys do, now I'm going to wrap you guys oh, yeah. a little bit. That's great. What you guys do, you could be charging great. so much more, and you could also be doing other areas of the law that some people would like, <laughs> but you won't because it's not giving back and giving service to the community. And I respect that, though, and that's why you're doing so well. So, yeah. 
my kudos to you guys. Definitely. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so one thing that keeps coming up for me when, I, when we're talking about this is I recognize that um, we've always worked together, I think, three years or like just long. We've got a good history. To get, and, uh, and you've also been taking a high volume of clients. Yeah. And so um, over that process, there's things that you guys have learned um, in the initial consultation and some of the service options you've tried out. And so um, I'd really love to get um, just whatever comes to mind as far as practical tips for either the initial consultation or for the types of service options you've offered, whether it be you used to do hourly, now you do flat rates, or you know, these, you, you offer them a suite of options and let them choose. Or like, just some of the things you've learned just by working with so many clients that we've sent you guys, in your case for years, and in your case for just hundreds of clients. I think yeah. we're getting close to a thousand in this side too. Yeah. So, so for me at least, it, I have to you know, somewhat be a little uh, unique in the way I approach it. Uh -huh. And at the same time, like I said, respect the client. Yeah. So by respecting the client, I tell them, you know, I don't tell them, but I want them also to respect my time uh, as well. So I say, look, uh, are you available? I will text them. If they don't call me uh, on my cell phone, I'll text them if they're available for a free 30-minute consultation. Uh -huh. But I'll indicate that it's a 30-minute so they know in their mind that it's, it's a time frame. Sure. During that time frame, I make sure to get the right information. I talk to them. I get the background. They'll tell me what's going on. And then that consultation right there, I will know at that point if we are going to meet up, if that is going to be to sign up or not. Right. Because at that point, I, I will close the conversation. Do you plan on paying cash, check, or credit card? Uh -huh. And uh, if, if they say, if they indicate that they're going to think about it a little bit, contact me back. And I said, no problem. Take your time. Let me know. Uh -huh. Okay. If they say, okay, well, yeah, we're going to pay cash or we're going to pay credit card. I say, okay, let's meet on such and such date. Uh -huh. So then I know that it's a done deal. And was this part of like a learning process for you where you would just have them come it in? Is a total, like it was a total like learning process a because at first I would have them come in. <laughs> I remember and then <laughs> And at first I'd have them come in and then I'd be like, well... And then I'd sit for an hour with them, and then they'd be like, uh, well, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay, there goes an hour of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, you learn, but the process is you learn through this, and then you also know how to, uh, you know, how to deal with the clients, how to get as much uh, uh, knowledge from them, as well as they get knowledge from you. You know, and, and how to maximize your time. Right. Because that's really important. So as important as it is to be able to, you know, take the time with each client, give them good feedback, ask you questions, learn what's really going on, you also have to have a boundary as far as ensuring that if they're going to take the next step, at least for you, that next step is, hey, if we're going to move forward, you're coming in the office, like we're moving forward with some services to get, th get things started. And obviously you offer such a suite of affordable different options for them that they can select right. from. So it's not like it's a huge huge investment for them. Um, but just making sure that you're, you know, you're there to give them advice and support, but also you have boundaries in place to make sure that you know, they, they also have to invest and put the same skin on the line. Sure, and actually a lot of times, I'll end up closing the, uh, the, the client will be so comfortable that they'll say, can I pay right now over the phone? Mm -hmm. And um, the idea is it's carefully striking the balance between all of the leads as well as your duty to your current clients. Yes. And that is important, and that's why it's when you get so many, 
leads, you gotta, you gotta strike that balance and make sure that you're still you know, taking care of the clients that you have right now. Because you yes. don't want them ever to feel like you're not giving them that personal attention. That's right. You know, it's interesting. As I'm sitting here listening to you, it sounds just like me in my first year with you guys. And well, I think your question is probably the only question uh, that you've asked that really differs from firm to firm and where uh, the, your, the attorney is in the process of where they're at. So Yeah, every time I've asked that question, yeah. generally speaking, from you know, on the podcast, yeah. there's always a different approach. There's yeah. always a different strategy. And, that, and that's cool because it can be unique to the attorney, right. there are unique approaches that makes them. Yeah, confident. because what you know, I the where where I'm at in the firm at this point is that um, I'll basically set a block in one day out of the week where I'm going to dedicate to meeting the unbundled clients because um, there's so many depots and hearings and things that I have now that I don't, you know, I can't just on on a whim call each one and then see when they can come. And so now what I do is. There's so many leads that I can't even call them. So I have my uh, uh, paralegal who just became an attorney. Um, uh, she will call them, do the initial screening, send me a text or an email saying, new lead, this is what they need, this is what we can do, this is how much I think it'll cost. And then I will schedule them in and be like, hi, it's attorney Artie Perny, I got five minutes for you right now. This is, I know this is what you need. I'm available to meet with you on this day. Um, this is what we're charging. Go look at the reviews. And not to be short with them and not to be rude at all, but we're so busy now. And th at the end of the day, what, what I always tell everyone is we, they have, we have to remember that at the same time, it is a privilege what we're offering. It is a privilege to go online, fill out a form, and then call an attorney on his cell phone 10 minutes later and have a free consult and then be able to meet him right away and be able to pay 10 cents on the dollar. So we, in a sense, uh, you get to a point where uh, it's not me being cocky or being an asshole, but I'm saying, hey, this is the time that I have, and this is what I'm charging you, which is not a negotiation, you know? And again, not in a rude way, in the nicest way. I'm like, if you're interested, this is uh, the day I'm meeting people. Let me know if you can come. And they all, 99% will come. 99% want to sign up. And then they meet us, and they see us, and, and, um, and, and you move forward. So... I think it's an evolution. You know, in the beginning, I had the time to do the 30-minute consult, and I gave everyone that uh, the option of how do you want to do it. But you'll get to a point where you have so many clients and so many leads that you can't even get to all of them. You can't, you know? Mm -hmm. And at one point, when I took his territory before he was there, <laughs> I, told, I told you guys, shut it off, because I just, I mean, I could, you could. And, and that's what shows you. Again, going back to the whole uh, notion that you can't make money with this unbundled concept. There is so much money to be made out there more with the unbundled concept because the volume of clients who can afford unbundled services is five or ten times more than those that are going to walk in and give you five grand off the bat. And to be honest with you, I like the clients more who can't pay that full retainer. Those clients that can pay that full retainer, I don't trust them. That means they have attorneys that will sue you for malpractice if anything goes wrong. That means that they have the means to find other attorneys. They'll play you off other ones. They'll uh, and they're they're almost too sophisticated. They're for their high own maintenance. Goods. Yes, and high they maintenance. Don't, they don't trust you. They they come in with a lack of trust. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting to hear that perspective on the other side, right? Because yeah. everyone's yeah. like going after these goose, but no. the goose is also like can be a pretty tough goose yeah. to manage. Yeah, no, right. You know, as far as the type of person. They're high right? maintenance. 
Whereas the other people that don't expect necessarily to be able yeah. to get any help at all and they're just doing their best to try to find someone, they're like, oh, thank you so much, yeah. you know, and they just appreciate it, right? It's a completely it goes, different it, mentality. It, go, it all goes back to the monetizing. You know, if I have a case that's like a divorce and a custody case and there's no property involved, no pension to quadro, no uh, big assets, no, it's just simple custody and modification or, or a simple divorce and alimony, that's going to take us 10 times, 20 times less yeah. than that big case that, yeah, they'll put down 20 grand for a retainer, but at the end of the day, when you calculate the hours you spent on that case and all the liability that yeah. you have, to have one egg and minimum properties, yeah. you make minimum wage. You better up your errors and omissions <laughs> yeah. insurance, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, because really you have so much more liability in those big cases with these big uh, goose egg clients. That's right. Well, and also your. Uh, you know, it, it represents such a much greater percentage of your income, mm-hmm. right? You right. guys are so diversified, right? Where if one client decided they didn't want to pay or decided right. yeah. to become something, like you don't have to cowtail that's to right. someone that's mistreating you anymore, that's right? Because you have like so many other clients you're working with, right? Yeah, so it's it's the idea of diversifying, mm-hmm. and my father's always said, diversify your portfolio. That's right. Mm. You know, diversify. You don't put it all on Amen. Apple. You know, you don't put it all on that. And that, otherwise, it, one company goes, goes off, you're done. And that's the beauty of unbundled leads. If you are an attorney and you have already have some business and you've started your own firm and you have some kind of uh, lead generation, whether it's referrals or word of mouth, unbundled attorney just became such an Feeds. incredible addition to that. Mm-hmm. If you're not relying on that to survive, you, and you add that on, there's no way that you're not going to expand and blow up. Right. No way. Yeah, no, I appreciate this because there's, um, rightfully so, there's been a misconception or a lot of um, hesitation towards using lead generation services mm-hmm. um, because of some practices of some other companies in this industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's understandable, mm-hmm. right? But for yeah, the right yeah. agency, it, when you have a good source of leads, you have good people behind it, yes. Yes. and they align with what it is that you're offering, yeah. um, it can be extremely powerful. There's no stopping. I mean, I've tried other lead services, I gotta tell you, they were not good. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I cannot tell you the difference it makes uh, with the unbundled service. Mm. Like, it is just night and day. Mm. And it gives you energy, you know? Yeah, it does. I drove here after a nine hour deposition to do this with you guys because you know, we're all, uh, I, I get excited. I want, you know, we, we all, we're all like-minded. We have really good synergy. And um, when you combine people like that, good things happen. Yeah. You know? yeah and I drove in uh, uh, traffic, in? Friday yeah. night yeah, traffic yeah. from OC to LA to get over here to, to, to talk yeah. about this. For yes. you East yeah. Coasters, that's like going from the tri-state area. Yeah. One to the other. That's right, man. Like 30 miles here could take you three yeah. hours. Yeah, today, exactly. That's the wrong time of day. <laughs> No, I appreciate that, you guys. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a lot of what this video podcast. I mean, obviously, we've had the podcast for a long time, and a lot of lawyers got a lot of value out of it. But just doing it in video, doing it in person, yeah. um, meeting meeting you and meeting the rest of the lawyers with the retreat we have coming up, seeing our beards, yeah, yeah. you know, in full full form, like just in full flight, plaid jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's awesome, yeah, and that's is, the great thing about uh, the retreat in Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, you put all of us in a room together, only good things can happen. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why they call it, we, we always call it the Mastermind Podcast. Right. Right. It's a mastermind, which is a culmination of 
knowledge and effort yes. and a spirit of harmony mm -hmm. between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose. Wow. Because when people's mm -hmm. minds come together, th there's like the, there's a third invisible or intangible force right. that's like this third mind that can literally is the basis of like everything that's ever been accomplished in our country and our history yeah. and every, every every great fortune. Yeah. Right? That's the these are the words, some of the words of Napoleon Hill. Think Grow Rich, who wrote that book and wrote The Power of the Mastermind, which a lot of this comes from, wow. is that when we put our minds together, we, we share ideas and we come up with this mm -hmm. and we connect as a community, yeah. I think the affordability of legal services and the inaccessibility is going to be the thing of the past. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I really feel like yeah. when we all work together on this mission together yeah. and, and share in such a way, just like we are right now, mm -hmm. transparently, vulnerably in person, yeah. and, uh, and, and also like thread in the stories of the clients you guys are serving, which I appreciate you sharing today. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also the, the, the practicality and the profitability mm -hmm. of the, serving this market in the way you guys are, mm -hmm. um, there's absolutely no reason why we can't make a huge dent yeah. in the you know, few million people a year that are you know, going, going unrepresented right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a finite quantifiable number of people in this country that are being unrepresented, and I feel like we can, we can make a huge impact on that number yeah. uh, in just a few years to come. Yeah, and I'm glad, very glad to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Cool. Well, thank you guys for, for taking the time today. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to hang out with you guys in Denver as well. Can't wait. Can't and wait. Uh, just appreciate everything you're doing for all the clients with Sandy. I know it's a lot. I know you guys are working your, you know, working you know as hard as you can to serve all of them. Mm -hmm. And you. you know, I'm glad to hear things are working well for you as a result. Thank you uh, so it's much. Making thank money, you. making a difference. So yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Great to meet you finally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, John. Where's my close up? <laughs> it's in there somewhere. So. For all of you that are listening Go and participating to in these podcasts, uh, just like Artie and John and, and applying these services in your practice, we all really appreciate it. This is definitely a movement. Uh, you're not alone, and this is what the purpose is behind this podcast, the community we're building, is to connect yourselves with attorneys like these guys that are doing such great work, just like I, we know you are, and, uh, and really start to move the needle as far as the amount of people we can serve and just, just write, the, write this injustice that is in our country right now as far as the amount of people that are just going unrepresented without the help they need to be there with their kids, without the help they need to get access to becoming a resident of this country. Um, litigation, I mean, we, there's so many different applications of this. So um, thank you for being part of this community and this movement. And uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you on our next podcast episode and, and video podcast as well. For more information about how our exclusive Unbundled Leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. You can watch each new episode of the podcast on the Unbundled Attorney YouTube channel, or if you prefer to listen, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to subscribe so you get each new episode as soon as it's available. And remember to leave us your review on iTunes. We read each and every one of them and really appreciate your support of the show. Once again, thanks for listening.